This is Shea New Shorts. Featuring local stories, businesses, and creators, Shea New Shorts amplifies the underrepresented voices in our global community. We're proudly brought to you by SheaNewGuide.com, an online directory of inclusive businesses around the globe. This is Rebecca Sansom from Blonde Records, and I've got my artist Goldilocks here. Yes, my name is Goldilocks, also known as Yes I Am Goldilocks, and I'm a producer, singer-songwriter from Queens, New York. I make reggaeton music that I know you will like. True. I just did an interview for Shay New, and one of the questions was, who are my artists? And in describing Goldilocks, I came up with the term future famous, because I just feel like anybody who listens to Goldie's music and sees her perform live will think that she's going to be famous one day. So. agree go follow her on spotify we were so excited to have amazon music have us on the together at home concert series last week and it was amazing there were over 500 people that tuned in and with 500 people comes some twitch trolls (laughs) so that's what we were going to talk about today i have realized that blonde records and maybe even new york city is a bubble where you forget that haters exist. But uh, when you go on a platform like Amazon Music, which is amazing because it's global and the reach and the exposure is worth it, you're going to get those Twitch trolls. So let's go ahead and start with some of the comments that we saw, which a lot of them were good. Like there are a lot of positive comments. My man's romantic. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, he's so good. (laughs) um those girls low-key bath (laughs) bath is that bad af oh bad af yeah somebody said turk varmi which means are there any turkish people here (laughs) so it really was global and the vibe was so fun goldie killed it you can still watch the whole thing and i hope that you do you can't see the chats that's the thing you cannot see so I'm kind of glad that I recorded my screen. That's how we can go over these. Goldie, how did you feel the performance went? I had a blast. You know, like from my side of the story, I couldn't see any of the comments. I couldn't see who was in there, who was not in there. So like, I didn't know if there were any people in there at all. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I had no idea. So like, it wasn't until like halfway through the set that um, M, who was doing sound, was like, there's like 500 people in here. (laughs) And I was like, what? I I'm glad you didn't know. Did it change anything? Like, did something shift when you knew that? I mean, it made me more excited, you know, because, like, as an artist, this whole quarantine has been really kicking my ass, for lack of a better word, because I really miss being in front of people. I miss the energy of the crowd. Like, I'm ready. Let's do this. This shit is called mm-hmm. Type of Way. It is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Type of Way. I made this beat too and I love it. Check it out. Don't get me wrong, I love performing for people on all live platforms, all of them. And I've been learning a lot because I'm not very good at this technology stuff. So, you know, I've been learning a lot about this stuff and it's cool to know that I can reach, 
you know, a room, so to speak, of 500 people from all over the world. But it's not the same when you don't feel their energy, you know, like you don't hear them yelling, you don't see their faces, they're not dancing, you know, so it's just, uh, it's very different. Yeah, I, I feel you. The energy, the lack of energy you get from people, I'm the same way. It's hard. And just sitting there, you know, watching yourself, like that's the strangest part for me is like, I'm just watching myself the whole time. So it's just like, you know, me staring into a screen, looking at me performing for me. It's just like... It's not natural. And that's why I don't think that it's going to replace live shows. I think that came up. I think I saw an article or something about that. And I don't think there's any worry that that's ever going to be what people want. Going back to the comments and how people were saying, my man's romantic and bro, he's so good. Can you talk a little bit about how you identify and what how that makes you feel? Because that's not your pronoun, right? No. So I am a woman shock and awe um i don't know i just look like this <laughs> like god made me like this i don't know what to tell you you know like <laughs> this is i don't know it's something i've been dealing with this my whole entire life you know like when i was a little kid i used like i remember vivid memories of like preschool going to use the girls bathroom and girls being like you shouldn't be in here no way in preschool we're talking like Four or five? I had long blonde hair, like I was fully a girl, but I just think that like my energy, you know, I don't like to use words like feminine and masculine because I just think they're so arbitrary and who says what is what, you know, like it's just, it's just all a bunch of rules that I don't really think need to be so enforced. But like, for lack of a better word, my energy is just masculine by nature. Like there's no... You know, like, I'm not trans, I'm not on hormone therapy, I just have short hair. <laughs> trans is not a word you use, but I think people sometimes use that to describe you to me, or like, you know, it's just, they assume you are trans. And I'm like, well, sh she's non-binary, for sure. And we don't really talk about gender. It's yeah. just Goldilocks. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm very proud of being a woman, you know, like, and especially from, from my own personal experience. I think as a kid, people tried to shame, not tried to shame me, I guess, but there there was a big stigma with being a woman and doing the things I did. Like, I like to wrestle with boys. I like to get dirty, which, by the way, a lot of girls did. Yeah, I was a tomboy. I guess they had a term for it. It's like, we can't just like, like I was that. a tomboy, too, and it was just, it was just different because I used to beat the boys up. You know, like, that was just the only difference is that, like, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, you can kind of hang. It was like, she's getting it done. What is the problem? You know, like, that's how I saw it. But, you know, people always try to gender those things. And I don't know. I don't spend too much time worrying about it because if I did, I wouldn't have the time to be myself. Yeah. But I'm very proud of being a woman. And I'm very proud of the fact that, you know, I can just by being myself, by doing nothing kind of like break these stereotypes it's like you know people always assume people ask me things like why do you want to be a man you know like they ask me these things and and they'll be like well do you want to be a man and i'm like no like why does everybody think that everybody wants to be a man so fucking bad like <laughs> <laughs> who asks you that is it men women and women both? both yeah interesting you know like it's just strange like people I get a haircut and they'll be like why do you want to be a man so bad I'm like I'm sorry do you feel insecure or something like what's going on 
No, and I love that you have so much confidence. That's another thing I saw in the chat. It's like, wow, he's got so much confidence. <laughs> but it's true. And like, some of the comments were, um, how does a guy like that get these girls? How did he order them? Please tell me. <laughs> like, these are all different people. I didn't know it was LGBTQ month. I mean, you already kind of spoke to this before we were like officially recording, but you said these don't bother you at all. Like comments like this don't get to you. They really don't because it's it's just like you, all right. Like, so like, just because you said that doesn't mean these girls are gonna leave. You know, like it literally doesn't matter. And I mean, listen, I'm not trying to be arrogant, but it's just, I've never, ever had a problem getting pretty girls to like me no matter what like way in the past when i hadn't figured out my appearance yet and my personality yet and who i was like i don't know it's just it's just something that's never been difficult for me so that's not that's not somewhere where my insecurities are gonna lie you know like my insecurities come from me not meeting my own standards i'm not worried about yours like <laughs> I love that. I love that. And it reminds me of something Brene Brown said when she was getting major hate on her TED Talk that blew up. It was the first time she'd like gotten a lot of exposure and people were calling her fat and ugly and she just like sat on the couch and ate ice cream for a week and couldn't get out of that depression. And then it like hit her that these people, she doesn't know these people and they're not even trying to get on stage and do a TED Talk. Like, they're not in what she called the arena. Exactly. So why would they matter and get to you? Lions don't concern themselves with the opinions of sheep. Wow. Yeah. So somehow you already embody that. Well, here's one thing that I know to be true. Here's one thing that I know to be 100% true. Let's talk about just the, the comment. How does a guy like that get girls like this wherever you ordered them from? send me the link type shit, right? So a guy who says something like that, or a girl or anybody who says something like that, can't pull a fucking worm out of the ground, much less a bad bitch. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not gonna happen. So like, for somebody, for somebody to say some shit like that, it's just, I already know who I'm dealing with. You know what I mean? Like, trust me, bro. Like, if it's, if it's, if it's, if these same two girls don't know me and don't know you, and we're both in the room together, I don't think you're going to be the one talking to them tonight. You know? Like, and it's just that, what, what do you want to do? I don't want to do nothing. Like, I'm going to keep moving on with my life. <laughs> I remember when we were at that bar and we were, because it was, well, it was open mic night in Trumansburg. Yes. Remember? And that one woman was there who was straight. Yes. And I think she was getting hit on by a dude or something. She was like, I'd rather go home with you, actually. <laughs> Yeah, she did say that in front of my girlfriend. <laughs> the guy was, I don't know, he was attractive. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with him. He was confident, I think. I don't really remember, but she was more attracted to you. Well, I mean, that has kind of been a, a constant in my life. Like, my girlfriend right now is the first woman that I've ever been with who is actually queer. What? Yeah, and, and that's something that I, that is something that I actually had to deal with, you know, like being fetishized. You know, because that... Oh, you're right. That is something that happened to me a lot. Oh, that's what she was doing. She might not have even known it. 
Hey, like, listen, everybody's allowed to have fun. When you're, when you're always kind of receiving that information, you kind of start to value yourself that way. And like, when people start to hypersexualize you, you kind of start to hypersexualize yourself. Wow. You know, and then you put a lot of value in that. So that's why now I really don't even concern myself with who's attracted to me, who's not attracted to me. Because I think in my younger years, I put so much weight on that. You know, that it's just like, you know, when you get used to that kind of like praise all the time, it not only does it affect your relationships, not only does it affect your own psyche, but it also like puts you in a place where you kind of have to always keep looking for it. It's a drug. You know, validation is a drug. And so I'd much rather people validate me on things like talent and stuff like that than how attracted they are to me, even though obviously it doesn't bother me. And it's part of it. It's part of the whole thing, you know, like. It has to, you know, I have to present a package that people want to consume, you know, so mm-hmm. I get it. It doesn't bother me, but that's been a constant my whole life. It's always been like, you know, straight girls love me. Gay girls didn't really like me growing up. Wow. <laughs> I'm so glad this came up. I don't know. I also grew up with a lot of like straight friends. I grew up in very straight environments. I grew up with, I didn't have really like a solid group of queer friends until much, much, much later in life. You know, like, I was always hanging out with straight people. So that was also all I really had around me. It was just straight girls. And they liked me, you know? <laughs> wow. But, like, they wanted to make out with you? They wanted to fuck me. Like, what? I, I had, I lost my virginity to a woman. And I, the first encounter I ever had with a, sexual encounter I ever had with a woman was when I was, like, 14. What? Yeah. And it was a straight girl. Same age? Yeah, same age. We both didn't know what the fuck was going on. You know, like... (laughs) Do you keep up with her? Is she still straight? I I don't know. I don't know anything (laughs) about her. (laughs) I have no idea where she's at, if she's alive. No idea. So you said you're proud to be a woman, and I feel like we could segue back to the um, didn't know it was LGBTQ month comment. Because that was shocking to me. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're saying that now in 2020. <laughs> That's not even bad. People have um, called me, like, people, like, know. you know, like, people say crazy shit. It's I even in, even in road just... rage situations in person, like a couple of months ago. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. Like, that happens. People Sorry. call me, people yeah. will call me a faggot. They'll call me a tranny. They'll call me a dyke. They'll call me all kind of shit, you know, like. For somebody to say they didn't know it was LGBTQ month, it's like, all right, bro, it is. Now you know. (laughs) (laughs) I know, yes. Do you want to tell that story? So basically, sure, I'll tell a story. Um, It's dramatic. I was upstairs having dinner with my uh, landlord and their family. Uh, They're like family to me. I grew up knowing these people. Like we put our money together to get this big Black Lives Matter sign. And we hung it on the building to represent both of our apartments showing love and solidarity and respect for the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, we were all in our bathing suits having a barbecue, like basically is the story. And this man pulls up and starts yelling obscenities and saying, take that shit down. These, you know, people are going to come and destroy the neighborhood and they want to break in your house and this and that. And he didn't know who was up there. He, he didn't know who I was up there. And you live in Queens, New York. I live in a very white area of Queens, New York. It's 
changing. It is getting diversified, but it is still very white and it's an old school neighborhood. Like people who live here have been living here for generations type shit. It's very closed minded and a lot of the sentiments get recycled and everybody's kind of like on the same shit. The guy's basically like, take that shit down, take that fucking sign down. And he's yelling, by the way, at a 13 year old little girl who is my landlord's daughter. And she's the one who's, who's, who noticed him. So by the time we notice that she's yelling back at somebody, she's like, ew, you're disgusting. Get out of here. You're so embarrassing. Oh, my God. You know, she's a teenager, so she's, like, making fun of him. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> so by the time we notice, we're like, what the hell is going on? So we look over the side and this. I've never seen such a disheveled man. He had loose socks that were, like, rolled down to his ankles. He looked like a crackhead. But he was not a crackhead. He's my, I know who he is. He's my neighbor. So <laughs> he's literally like, take that shit down, blah, blah, blah. And then we're like, fuck you. And he's like, fuck you, you fucking N-words, whatever. So we all run downstairs. Everybody runs downstairs. And it, he didn't know there was like 10 people up there. He had no idea. And we were all different. Some of us Hispanic, some of us white, some of us black, some of us gay, some of us straight. It was all kind of people up there having a barbecue. Like, so we run downstairs and we're like, yo, what the hell's going on? Like, what's wrong with you? And then other people start coming out of their houses all over the place. And then this one lady comes out of her house and she's like, shut the fuck up, you fucking dyke. And she's just talking to me. But there's 10 other people there. But she just singled me out. And I'm like, what? So, you know, we had words. Her husband tried to fight me. Uh, one of my friends jumped in. The cops showed up. But after that, a whole bunch of people started coming out of their houses and being like, tell that dyke to shut the fuck up. Tell that dyke to get the fuck out of here. To, like, as if it was my, like, as if I started the whole thing. Wow. I didn't realize that happened after. Yeah, there was a bunch, like, literally, it was like four different houses people came out of to start telling me to shut the fuck up, you know? And, and there, was a, there was another lesbian there with me, but I don't think they realized that she was a woman because she looks a lot more like a guy. So, and she also was very quiet. She didn't say anything, you know? Like, she was, she was a black girl. She, there's not much that she can really do in a situation like this, you know? Like, they're attacking her rights first. So, like, I understand also. She was young, too. She's a young girl. You don't know what the hell could happen right now, you know? And you don't know what this could look like to the police if they do show up. And we know how racist and how they misconstrue things. So, like, I also understand that she wasn't as vocal as I was. I grew up in this neighborhood. I, I knew who I'm, I know who I'm fucking with. I know, I know what's going on here. I dealt with this when I was a kid. That's why, that's part of the reason why I moved out when I was 19. You know, like, I left this neighborhood because it was like this all the time. You know, we used to get, me and my best friend used to get jumped all the time. You know, like, not, not for being queer. He's not queer. But, like, just for different random things. Like, this neighborhood is very uh, lawless. People think that they, they can get away with everything. So the cops came while this man was literally, like, trying to fight me. And people are, like, pulling us apart. And the cops came and basically just said, don't make us come back. They didn't do anything. They didn't. Like, they, they didn't do a fucking thing. They were just like, we don't want to come back here. Because what were you thinking when you saw them sh when they're, like, driving up? I thought that I was going to get arrested because I was in the middle of the street. 
ready to fight this man. And he was ready to fight me. So I was pretty sure we were both going to get arrested. And and I thought that the guy who harassed us would at least, you know, something would happen to him, you know, but nothing happened to anybody, which is all right. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, don't call the cops, people. Yeah, I don't know who the fuck called the cops, <laughs> but it, it was crazy. One cop car showed up and then five more cop cars showed up. That's terrifying. Yeah. So we didn't know what the hell was about to go down, but. Luckily, nothing happened, and um, one there is one small victory yeah. in this story. Okay, there is, um, and that is that the original disheveled man who started yelling at us, um, his wife made him take down his Trump sign. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is a good update. Thank you. <laughs> wow, because that was what like a month ago, over a month ago, barely over a month ago. Uh, okay. Yeah. So. But there's been so many rallies, like Trump rallies and, and Blue Lives Matter rallies and shit in my neighborhood. It's, I think Trump gives a lot of people the confidence that they wouldn't normally have. For sure. I got confidence all year you round. You do. And I love that. But what would you say to people that identify the way you do and get hate but don't have that confidence? Learn how to fight. Okay. Like... <laughs> Like, I, I think there's one universal truth in this world. And the one universal truth is that in everything that you do every time you wake up, you either win or you lose, period. Like, there is nothing else. There's whatever you want to spin it, whatever you want to call it. But whether somebody's right or wrong, like in that situation, if I can't win the fight, then I'm losing the fight. Wow. If I can't protect myself, nobody's going to protect me. Do you mean physically or, like, logically? Whatever it is, whatever you got to do, you know, like, obviously some situations require brain over brawn, some require the opposite. So, like, it's just you got to just know how to win. You got to always know how to protect yourself. You got to make sure that no matter what life throws at you, you're not going to lose, you know, like, because and, and losing doesn't mean a temporary loss to battle. I mean, losing like. If, for example, the, and don't get me wrong, I was fucked up about it. Like, when the whole neighborhood came out and started calling me a dyke, like, it does make you feel very singled out. And it makes you feel like other, like an other. And it makes you realize how different you are even from your parents. How different I am even from my girlfriend. You know, because nobody called her a dyke. You know? But she just doesn't look like me. But there's nothing that I did to make me look like this. You know? Like, it's just, just because of the clothing that I wear, I'm, I'm other now. Because of and even when I had long hair, you know, like people, even when I when my mother tried to make me look like a girl, people could just tell that there was something there was a a different kind of energy inside of me, you know, like that wasn't feminine, for lack of a better word. I don't necessarily think that's the right word. I think that, you know, again, like I said before, these words are so arbitrary, like people make somebody some human made these words up. You know what I mean? Like a human being made them up, gave them language. Yeah. And now everybody uses these words. You know, we could call it nebula if that wasn't already a fucking word. You know what I mean? Like, like it's it's like it's it's all very arbitrary. So like, you know, those kind of things do make you feel othered when you're just like, damn, why is everybody like this? And I'm not. But at the end of the day, like you have to really look at things like objectively. And like, I understand that, like, I have a very unique perspective. I have a very unique perspective on life. I have a very unique perspective on myself. Like, 
And that only comes from growing up being othered, right? Like, I can only, I, I can understand so many more things that people cannot understand. I can, I'm not phased by things that would crush other people, you know? And I think that comes from my unique perspective. Just having had to understand this kind of thing as early as preschool. Your whole life, yeah. For you're in a place where you're like, you know, because you don't really feel that societal pressure until you hit like the teenage years. You know, but by the time I hit those teenage years, I already had a couple years of like, I guess, like personal development, you know, like for lack of a better word. But like I had already been actively practicing personal development. So like, I think it's just about winning. And that's part of winning, too. You know, it's like literally, literally creating the best possible version of yourself and not letting other people's opinions change yours. You know, like, it doesn't mean that you can't listen to what other people are saying. I do, you know, but I just don't interpret it the way they want me to. You know, like, when I see a freakazoid saying, how does a guy like that get girls like that? That just shows me that you think that my girls look good, right? Like, <laughs> like at the end of the day, like, that's, that's a compliment. Thank you. You know, like, when people are like, people, you know, people try to be like, damn, your girl's so bad. How'd you pull that? Like, my girlfriend is, like, 10 inches fucking taller than me. You know, like, and people will be like, how did you do that? And I'm just like, I don't know. Why can't you? Like, what's wrong with you that you can't? That's not even something that crossed my mind when I fucking met her. Is she going to like me? I'm so short. Like, that, like, I don't, <laughs> shut up. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I love this so much. <laughs> I think it's very important that queer people, especially, learn how to fight. Seriously, learn how to fight. It's very important. Queer people and women, for real, learn how to fight. Because a big reason why people think that they can talk to you the way they do is because they think that if it came down to it, if it, because we're animals at the end of the day, right? So we all understand that after a certain point of discussion, after we reach a certain level of rage, we could go into that animal instinct. We never do, but we could. It lives inside of us. And I believe that people who have a physical advantage believe that they can talk crazy to people because they will win the fight if it ever came down to it. Whoa. And I believe that that's reinforced since caveman time, you know? But, like, that's not always the case. Sometimes <laughs> you will get your ass beat, you know? Like, and that's real life. And I feel like coming from New York, that's just something that's natural for me. Like, you know, like, I feel like New Yorkers, we always say, like, I will beat your ass. You know, like, that is a very common thing to say in New York, and it's because it's real. You know, like... <laughs> As kids, we grow up fighting. As, you know, not everybody, but I did. You know, so, like, I know what it's like to get punched in my face. I'm not afraid of it, and I'm here for it. So, like, whatever happens, happens, and I believe that marginalized people in general need to learn self-defense, need to learn, like, how to argue without getting emotional, which is so hard. That is, like, the most difficult shit in the world. You know, but that's another thing that people use to invalidate you as well, is your emotions. You know, so it's like learning how to control your body, control your emotions. Like it's it's to me, number one, because you're always going to feel like you can take whatever's thrown at you. And you're not saying like pick a fight or 
violence is this? No, I'm <laughs> like, saying know how to defend never. yourself. You don't, it, the thing is that people can smell your fucking energy. So whether it comes to blows or not, like when you look at somebody with, with fire in your eyes, like I'm not afraid of this, you know, like whatever, like whatever it comes down to, I'm here for it. You know what I mean? Like, and people can read that kind of energy. So like, I think it's important for all marginalized people to like, understand how to control that energy and don't let that come out as an emotional thing let it come out as like a listen like <laughs> i'm not the one you know like you walked into the wrong bar today buddy type shit yeah no i love that thank you um tell us about your music what's coming up what's out dance on me is out right now and for everybody who was wondering um uh, how how do I get those uh, beautiful girls around me? Is because she said she want to dance on me. That's what she said. I didn't I didn't say that. She said that. She said she wanna dance on me. So it's not you know you asking the wrong person. Ask them why they want to be here. You know, but dance on me is out. The song is for people to dance and have a good time and feel sexy and empowered and not insecure because that's not a fun feeling some big dogs like this song so i feel like it's gonna go places and i really want it to get on the radio see if you agree you got to follow goldilocks on spotify if you search for Goldilocks and Dance On Me, you should find her pretty easily. Yeah, it's everywhere. Spotify, Amazon Music. Shouts out Amazon Music. Yeah, listen wherever you listen. And Banyador came out less than a month ago. So we dropped two singles this month. Well, last month. Damn, I'm late. We, we dropped two singles in the month of July. And we got a lot more fun stuff coming for you in the coming months. Like a full-length album, right? Yeah, like, like... <laughs> Like a lot more stuff coming for y'all. So stay tuned. Very exciting. Um, this has been an amazing conversation, Goldilocks. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. Shouts to all the haters. You guys, yeah. you guys honestly push the needle forward more than you think. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot get to Goldilocks. No, no, no. Hold on. Because there's actually something I want to say that I forgot. Okay. Um, so remember when I was doing all those ads and I got a bunch of haters, right? And I got a lot of lovers, but I also got a lot of haters. So it's kind of the same thing, right? That we saw. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to get at. This is very important. I took the time. Okay, so here's the thing. I was running a bunch of ads and a bunch of little kids, like 12, 13 to 15, 16, were like hating on me. So at first I would just make fun of them back. But then I was like, this is, first of all, exhausting. I don't have time to think of clever fucking shit to say to all of you losers. And then second of all, I don't think that this is the right thing to do. Because you go to their page and their page is always like private. Like they barely post pictures. Like, you know, so I would start conversations with these people. I would like DM them. And I would be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> you know, like, I'm not shy. So like, I would just be like, what's up? How are you? And they'd be like, oh, my God, you actually answered me. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they would be like, oh, my God, I didn't think you would answer me. And they'd be like, oh, I love your music. I love this. I love that. You're so inspiring. So I think a lot of times, you know, like, it's like you think of, like, people always say that little 
kid is bullying you because they like you. You know, it's like, oh, he's just pulling your hair because he likes you. And it's like, first of all, stop it. Don't fucking do that. And then second of all, it makes sense. Like, that's really a lot of times what's happening. You know, I think that people see something that they like and they fear that that thing is not going to like them back. And so they attack it, right? Like, how many times have you seen somebody be like, Oh, that girl's so beautiful. Nah, bro, she a thought. You know, and it's like, how are you going to say she's a hoe you never even hit? That don't even make sense. Make it make sense. You know, like, so I think a lot of times that, that kind of hatred really comes from, like, a, an insecure place, which is just one more reason why I, I can't get mad at it. You know, like, I'm, I feel bad. Like, you know, like, I would never do that. I... I just feel bad for somebody who feels like they need to do that. So for whoever was dropping hateful comments on my live, I encourage you to hit me up. Let's talk about it. I'm not upset. I'm not mad at you. The girls are not mad at you. Nobody's mad at you. So let's just talk about it. Oh my gosh. Is Goldilocks on Michelle Obama's level? People, you decide. <laughs> that was beautiful. Ah, yes. So everybody follow Goldilocks on Instagram and wherever you stream music. Yes. Go to blondrecords.com. Everything's linked there. And um, have a beautiful day, week, everything. Hell yeah. Thanks again. Thank you. Shouts out Shay New. Thanks for having us. This episode of Shay New Shorts was produced by Rebecca Sansom. I'm Kristen Potter, founder of Shay New Guide. We're always looking for new stories to tell, so get in touch with me by visiting shaynewguide.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening.